Connecting myself in Edom because uh, if that wasn't the case, then we wouldn't be doing this podcast. So just to start off, Brian, for people that may not um, be familiar with you, could you just briefly give us a description of your career journey, you know, your past experiences professionally, and how your entry was into the sports business in Africa? Yeah, so I can say I've always been in sports. So um, as a player. Uh, first of all, I've played uh, football for as long as I can remember and was always interested in other, in other sports, basketball, table tennis. Uh, but in terms of professional career, I'll maybe start with my tertiary education. Um, I trained at the University of uh, Nairobi, uh, did a bachelor's degree in computer science, and I'm also a trained accountant, that's the Association of Chartered Certified Accountants, uh, UK. Uh, but my first job was in, uh, in IT. Uh, information technology and uh, my career uh, kind of always uh, focused on that. So I worked briefly in my home country, uh, Kenya, um, after my university, and thereafter moved to to Geneva, Switzerland, to work with the World Scout Bureau, which is a secretariat for the Scout Movement, as an IT officer. Uh, worked with them for two years, and then I I joined the United Nations Secretariat in uh, in Geneva. In almost a similar similar capacity, uh, information systems uh, assistant, where I stayed for about uh, seven years. Uh, around the age of uh, thirty, that was in uh, in twenty twenty fourteen, uh, is when I started to really consider seriously uh, like what I wanted to do with them with the rest of my my life, and um, it came down to football because uh, these had always been my my passion. And I have to mention that time my IT career had kind of uh, plateaued. So I was looking for the next uh, challenge, really. In search of this, I started really to research a lot around football, the sport I'd been playing from a very young age, and just trying to understand the wider aspects uh, of the game, because I felt there was more to it uh, than just the playing and uh, and the fanhood. And uh, true to that, I discovered uh, quite a lot about the economics, the social aspects of the game, cultural, political aspects of the game. And I felt there was really, uh, this is something I had missed out on while, uh, while playing. I also have to say at, uh, at this point, I had a, a personal uh, tragedy, which I don't want to go into details with, but which made me start organizing a tournament in Nairobi, themed Obama Cup, which was uh, meant to tackle unemployment through sports. So my observation also is that the football industry in Africa, and specifically in Kenya, uh, as young people, we were so passionate and uh, spending a lot of time uh, on the game, but really it did not um, uh, provide or produce the right quality of opportunities despite the dedication. And from this tournament is when I saw I could, um, I could do something bigger with the, with the game of football. And that's how I came up with uh, the idea of setting up the Football Foundation for Africa in, uh, in 2017. So as I mentioned earlier, my career in IT in, uh, had tattooed. And from my brief experience in football, organizing this tournament in Nairobi and later in Botswana, I felt there was a lot more I could do in the space of football and sports in Africa. 
and uh, I made the decision to leave my job in uh, Geneva and also to to leave uh, Switzerland and uh, relocate back uh, to Africa, uh, to Kenya, and set up the Football Foundation uh, for Africa. So that's where we are now. In 2018, I left my job. 2019, I moved back to Nairobi. And uh, for the last four years, I've been uh, running the Football Foundation for Africa as a founder and project leader. Fantastic. I mean, Brian, it's really interesting to hear your journey and how that very one thing, which was always important to you, regardless of how far and wide you went in life, you still came back to it because you realized that it was a deep-rooted passion. I mean, five years down the line, we as audience and people who are very... Um, interested and excited about African football development. We see the good job that you're doing with the African football business show and the fact that you've been able to have seasons upon seasons bringing to us experts within the field, both from Africa and beyond. Now, I want you to understand, five years down the line, now within the next 10, 15, 20 years to come, where does FFA view itself within the stakeholders of African football industry and where does partnering with organizations like the young African leaders in sports help with truly developing the game here from both a playing point of view and a leadership management and business point of view? Uh, thanks to them. So it's also a pleasure to, to, to connect with you. Uh, you've uh, raised a few, a few um, subjects there. First of all, you mentioned the Africa Football Business Show. I think in my four years working at uh, the Football Foundation for Africa, I'd say two were almost stolen by the pandemic, um, the COVID-19 uh, COVID pandemic. But luckily, we saw a silver lining in this, uh, in this dark cloud. You know, previously, previous to uh, the, the pandemic, the Football Foundation for Africa was focused on organizing grassroots football tournaments and using these tournaments to raise awareness on wider aspects of society, because at the end of the day, I believe football is just a platform. What you do with football is what you, what's important. Football is where people come together. Sports is where people come together. But what messages do you promote uh, when you have these people in your, in your platform? And I felt there's a need to have more positive uh, communication or positive initiatives around the game of football. So that's why I was talking about things such as uh, how do we address unemployment among youths in Africa, through football, land out these calendar of themed tournaments that at the beginning of 2022, looking into things like climate change. Uh, but now, of course, with COVID, all that had to come to a halt. And it was really a moment of, uh, yeah, what do I do now? And after a couple of months and seeing what was happening again, everybody went online and you could see a lot of, uh, what do you call it, uh, webinars being organized. I looked at this and said, hey, there's so much of this information, but there's very little coming out of Africa, especially when it comes to sports and uh, football specifically. So that's when I decided to start hosting the Africa Football Business Summit. And uh, again, the idea was just to see how do we create a different conversation around this game? How do we enlighten people on how the game is managed, how the governance structures uh, in football, in sports, work? What do people need to do to draw in investment into their uh, football uh, sports initiatives? And as you rightly point out, I was able to connect to a wide variety of individuals, 
not only from Africa, but across the, the, the globe, who are always willing and ready to, to participate, to share their knowledge um, with the continent. And this gained a lot of uh, so much uh, so much traction. And um, the success of the Africa Football Business Show, I believe that's how I have been able to connect with you and Jabu and a host of other people who I felt had a lot to contribute to the game, uh, but did not have... The, the 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 right platform or not uh, was struggling to find where to go to to make that contribution and i believe that's a big challenge for africa now even as we think about the whole ecosystem and where the football foundation for africa sees itself because sports and football for uh, specifically has been a very eurocentric business for a long time and this is just uh, it's uh, not by surprise or anything because it's the way the the, the sport evolved I mean, we, the sport has its uh, foundings in, in Europe. Uh, the organization that manages the game uh, globally, FIFA, was founded in, um, in Paris in, um, in 1906, or is it 1904? So even as the game developed, it has ha- had this very Eurocentric nature. And this has meant that, um, in, that in that area, in Euro- Europe specifically, when it comes to football and other sports, they have been able to develop an ecosystem around it. So that we have educational institutions and uh, other services. They have developed a whole ecosystem such that they are able to think about the business models and how this goes forward. At the same time, this has uh, meant that Africa has not had the same um, happening in its uh, ecosystem. So if you understand what we call the pyramid of sport, where the international federations are at the top and they have their member associations, which are usually grant-dependent uh, organizations. This means that at our level, at Africa level, we have not been able to really harness, especially the economic uh, potential of sport. So how do we change that? I think for us to change that, we need to start, first of all, strengthen the organizations that we already have managing sports on the continent. And then secondly, there is a need to create more organizations, more institutions, to look into specific areas of sports and see how they can develop uh, the same. We have, for example, things to do with health. We have uh, the legal framework around sports. We have clubs, we have leagues. How do we transform the industry so that we have more entrepreneurial thinking coming into the space and organization building up so that we have more opportunities for more young people to not only play the game, but also to come in and improve on the management aspects of the game. Now to bring in the Young African Leaders in Sport, uh, which is an initiative I thought about, but um, very uh, independent of what I, I want to do. I thought this was also something the continent was lacking. Where do we get a community of young people interested in the development of sports in Africa, bring them together so that they can start to learn from one another? That's they can um, start also to have an influence in the game in the history because you understand uh, working individually in your in your different corners, there's very little influence you can have. But once you start to create forums, organizations like the Young African Leaders in Sport, then you have a bigger voice. You have a, you can command a bigger stake in um, in the game. It's also about sustainability and leadership. For the FFA to grow to where it wants to be, and uh, for me, I want to build an organization, a Pan-African institution at the same level of as CAF, as UEFA in Europe, as FIFA in Europe, that really is the ambition. 
you need to create some kind of succession strategy. And that is why I thought it would be fit to have an organization like the Young African Leaders in Sport. And I hope through this organization can start to find your footing in the different sports uh, organizations around the continent and even globally, while at the same time building your own um, institutions. I know some of you have set up clubs, some of you have been uh, even a podcast like this is a beautiful initiative that needs investment. So that's where I, I, I really see things in the future 10, 15 years uh, time from now. We have a community of 200 young African leaders on sport. This is a right platform for which to tap talent to succeed. Some of us, um, I'm not that old, but uh, at some point, yeah, you need people to take over as you move on to other things. Important also as Africa to start thinking beyond just what we are doing in, um, in the sports, but what will come uh, after. I, I hope I have uh, managed to answer your uh, loaded question, Adam. Brian, thank you so much for your foresight. You know, I, I'm expressing so much gratitude for the investment that you put here by gathering us as young African leaders in sport. And it just shows you talk about succession planning and we don't, you know, have the greatest examples of sports governance over the past few years here in Africa. So this is an investment to the future of sports governance. And that is something that is going to be incredible. And hopefully we have a lot of impact. But just going back to what you're speaking about in terms of the FFA and on the back of all these themes that you bring up in terms of you know, bringing in young people in sports governance and leadership, bringing in some entrepreneurial thinking and some commercial investment into African sports and also good governance uh, practices. On the back of all of these um, themes and components that you mentioned, what does the FFA mean when they say transform our game? What does a transformed game in African sports and football look like? That's our tagline or mantra for the next, uh, for the next 10 years, transforming our game. And uh, why, why, why this? This term is 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 borrowed from uh, from the business from the business sector. When you talk about transformation, really, it's a dramatic change in form and appearance. And this is something I'm really keen to see happen in the African football ecosystem, because we are aware of what African football really looks like, um, especially when it comes to the grassroots. You know, the lack of infrastructure, the low levels of uh, professionalism. I mean, there's so many challenges, especially the grassroots is not good. So African football is in need of a transformation. And when in business, we talk about transformation. These are fundamental changes need to happen in how we conduct affairs on the continent uh, in order for us to, to, to really move forward. So from a business perspective, usually when a company or an organization is considering a transformation, they really take a look at what are the underlying problems? What are the causes of organizational pain? Why do we have so much um, uh, problems in African football, for example? I, I think around now we have 11 or so uh, national associations, or this year, the last one year, 11 or so national associations that have been in normalization committees, uh, due to mismanagement of funds, um, you know, corruption. Now we're even getting cases of, of uh, sexual abuse within our football uh, organizations. And usually what has happened is that you have these normalization committees coming into place. They are there for six months and then everything is okay. Uh, the National Association is back in operation. But then after some time, it happens again. That means we are not really going to the root cause of what is 
ailing the African football ecosystem or the sports ecosystem. We need to go to the root cause in order for us to have transformation, to understand what the problems are before we start solving them and having a long-term sustainable uh, industry. Um, the word our, as much as it may seem insignificant in these in this month is also very important. I think it's high time Africa takes ownership of its own development when it comes to sports, when it comes to... Because for a long time, everything that happens in these spheres has been dictated from the North. And Africa does not really have an agenda for it, for its sports, does not have an agenda for its game, does not have an agenda even for its youths, if you can, if you can, uh, if you can say that. Yes, now we have the Africa Union Agenda 20, uh, 2063 and, and things like this, but sometimes it's difficult to see where is the sports aspect in this. And for me, I believe sports is really important, um, especially when it comes to positively engaging young people. I say positively engaging young people because that is what Africa is boasting about at the moment. We are the youngest continent. We have the um, highest youth dividend. But how really are we engaging these youth so that they become um, active and productive members of uh, society? For me, I believe sports is the answer. Football is the most popular sport, but sports in general is very important. Therefore, Africa... Africa, Africa Union, you know, our regional economic um, uh, blocks, they should really take sports seriously. And part of this is taking ownership of the development. Even at the Football Foundation from Af- for Africa, I am a, a Pan-African institution. You know, sometimes it's uh, easier perhaps to set up these organizations in, uh, in Europe uh, for obvious reasons. But are we really taking ownership of the development of the game? So that's why we, I have these, these short mantra, transforming our game. It's about looking at the underlying issues and solving this and also taking ownership of the development of football in Africa as Africans. For me, I really like the fact that you keep hammering the nail on the head with taking ownership and being pan-african i mean looking at your journey i see that you're very meticulous in with your agenda and with the goals that you've set now i know that out of all the conversations with ffa the plans and ideas has been birthed the africa football business summit the inaugural summit which will be taking place this year in kigali brian briefly tell us what was the plan behind the african football business summit what is the purpose of afbs and how is it going to be a lessons learned what is going to be the legacy of such an event for both current stakeholders within the industry and incoming stakeholders for the future industry so for the africa football business summit again this was another uh, if i can say light bulb uh, moment sometimes in the process of us working and uh, trying to to find solutions for different things we have this light bulb moments, and this came to me as I was organizing the Africa Football Business Show. And as the show started to pick up, and there was more people watching, and I was able to bring in um, quality speakers, uh, people knowledgeable about sports ecosystem, I realized Africa does not really have platforms. We don't have platforms for knowledge creation and knowledge dissemination. And in my experience, um, 
in Europe uh, specifically, I had encountered this kind of platforms. I attended, for example, Socarex, which is a UK initiative, but I attended Socarex in China, uh, Zwei. Um, I once was supposed to attend the World Football Summit and the World Football Summit Africa. But I looked at this and said, hey, how come Africa, we are not creating these kind of platforms where people can meet and discuss and, yeah, not locking out uh, people from outside per se, but where Africa can really control uh, the agenda, where different African professionals, academics, government, private sector can interact and decide what is it that we want to do with football in Africa? What is it that you want to do with sports in Africa? How do we build a sustainable ecosystem? Where is somebody like um, yourself or Jabu who has set up a football uh, club going to find investment? We need to create these platforms where we can meet and discuss, um, network, get new ideas, make new contacts. So that's we are able to move uh, together. You know, one thing that has happened in Africa as well, and this is something I think that is a challenge that comes from the global uh, global setting, is like countries are continuously trying to do their own small things. You know, from Kenya here, trying to build our own sports football ecosystem, but we are always kind of falling into the same traps. And I'm looking just next door, probably here in Rwanda, in Tanzania now, they're doing very well in their, their league. Their league is growing. How, can, how come we are not learning from, uh, from each other? You know, Kenya Premier League has just gone down over the last uh, 10 or 15 years. Meanwhile, uh, TPL or Ligiku uh, Bara is, is growing. But you don't see these national associations, federations, even coming together to say, hey, how can we market um, football in our region? Same thing in, um, in West Africa, where I think also the challenges are different. You have like Francophone, Anglophone, this country does well. But if you really look at our local sports setup, our local leagues, especially in football, we could do with a lot of collaboration and coming together, uh, taking advantage of economies of scale, uh, also taking advantage of um, shared knowledge um, uh, platforms to really build uh, the ecosystem. So that really is the idea behind the Africa Football uh, Business Summit. And um, as you can see um, already on the site, we have been able to get speakers from across the continent and outside. And we still have a lot um, of people who are inquiring about speaking opportunities, about attending. So you can see that there is a task for, for this kind of event. You know, a funny thing, I was also interacting with one of my contacts, say, hey, Africans, you know, we don't like to attend this kind of, you know, for us, um, these places where there's knowledge sharing and uh, and uh, and destinations are not really our, our fault. But I think that's uh, that's a kind of thing that also should change. It's because we have not created these platforms, you know. In five years' time, probably we'll need another kind of setup and not the Africa football business platform. Are we innovative enough to, to, to do this, to make sure that we continue to interact across the continent, really? You know, from Ghana, where you are, um, Idem, I'm sure there is things that Kenya can learn uh, from there. Even from outside, I was very uh, impressed by what TSG Hoffenheim is doing. They have set up a network of three clubs. There's TSG Hoffenheim, there's Asante Kotoko in Ghana, and then they have um, FC Cincinnati in the US and they have come up with what they call the common value approach 
to club strategy, building sustainability into that network. And they're looking to grow that network. You see, this kind of information would not have been available to somebody like me if it were not for the summit. But now that we're organizing the summit, we have these people from TST, from um, Hearts of Oak in Ghana and FC Cincinnati that, that are willing to participate in the summit and present what it is that they're doing. You um, can tell me how important or how crucial is this kind of knowledge information going to be for the industry going forward. So that really is what is behind the motivation behind the Africa Football Business Summit. Really looking forward to meet as many sports professionals, sports academics as possible. I mean, Brian, it's been fascinating just having a conversation with you and getting to be a part of, you know, immersing ourselves within your journey of where you were initially, you know, all the way to FFA and the African Football Business Summit. One reason why I am very, very excited about this is because I know that unlike the other conferences or awards or programs that happen in Africa where it's 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 created to you know create the illusion that something is being done this would actually get things done because the 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 the, the good thing is that delegates from the young African leadership in sports um um you know forum would have the opportunity to come and be a part of it case studies will be used and we will find ways of innovating forward. So thank you very much for your time and we are really grateful. Bless you, Brian. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Jabu and uh, Idem. And again, con congratulations for this excellent um, initiative, uh, the Africa Business of Sport podcast. I believe this is something that will also grow. It's another avenue where we can have this kind of conversation. And uh, some people say... Uh, a lot of talk usually is not uh, very good, but I believe um, we need to discuss more. We need to have this conversation more for us to be able to act. And uh, I am really confident as well in um, the potential of um, young African leaders in sport, brilliant people. And I believe you're the future of sports uh, on this continent. Thank you very much, Idem. <laughs>